Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 222, September 5th, 2019. The early 20s were hot. It was 98 degrees on this day in 1922 and 36 degrees on this day in 1962. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. The the news-gathering institutions are consumed with uh, (laughs) Trump doubling and tripling and quadrupling down on uh, the fact that Hurricane... (laughs) Uh, was going to hit Alabama, and apparently that was never on any official weather chart. But somebody, maybe him, took a sharpie and uh, extended the cone of destruction <laughs> to include Alabama. And compared to other things that were in the news today, this guy's hilarious. Yeah, he keeps it's denying. Funny. Did you do that, Mister uh, uh, Mister Trump? Did you take the sharpie? I don't know. <laughs> it's almost Jesse leg. I don't know. I didn't I'm do it. Sure what I'm not sure what happened. You're right. I mean, the guy's a complete moron, but this is hilarious compared to what the news-gathering institution should be focused on. In his defense, uh, Alabama was mentioned very, very early on, but then quickly removed. I know, but by, by why, Sunday, why did he feel the need this, by, to, by, to by, include it? By Sunday, the National Weather Service out of uh, Birmingham had to actually uh, issue a tweet saying Alabama will not, with big capital letters, see any impact. It was going to be hitting directly, and that would have affected a lot of other states. Get the ding-ding map. That was the original uh, chart, and you see it was going to hit uh, not only Florida, but Georgia. It could have uh, going toward the Gulf. That was what we, what was originally projected. Yeah. It'd be fun if he'd hire his own reporter to ask questions, oh. a la Mean Gene yes. Okerlund. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that would, that be, would be fantastic. <laughs> we should do a bit where we create a reporter to ask him the questions and then have his answers. Almost Big. like a fake press conference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just of huge one, softball one questions. There, you're right. Go ahead, John, again. Why, why is it so important to him to be right? Why do you just say, yeah, I was screwing around with a Sharpie. I had you guys, didn't I? You know. <laughs> the Twitter photos, though, that you were showing me earlier, Joe. Were, oh, the Twitter the world one? is having a riot yeah. with this. Yeah, Here's the uh, White House today released a photo proving that Donald Trump is taller than Barack Obama. <laughs> and above Trump's head, somebody just put a little extra room with the Sharpie. <laughs> Here's proof from the White House released this yes. photo today that Donald Trump never met uh, Jeffrey Epstein, and Epstein just sharpied out of the picture. <laughs> this will only grow now. I offer that as a respite. Positive uh, Thursday. Well, that what that's positive compared to these people last night with their climate forum. How long did you last? I didn't watch it one second. Me of it. either. Uh you know the twins are on. You know, got to watch the ball game. What do you do? You have an audio challenge for me right off the bat. Are you ready? I, I can be. Uh, I I am. And my see the thing is, I almost feel guilty. Rook, you know how it is when 
We're searching for audio trip-ups of the mayor. Yeah. It's days like today where you feel like you're stealing. Stealing. Because it's so easy. I got one that's a steal. Uh, okay, what am I supposed theft. to do? Make this positive? Well, that's the, isn't that the goal? Yeah. Uh, right. I have two, so I'll let you select. Well, tell me. The first uh, item I have is just Bernie Sanders, mm-hmm. and the second one I have is labeled Democrats CNN Climate Town Hall Goes Off the Rails. I'll take the second one. You want the one that goes door off the rails. Door number two. Mm-hmm. He wants door number two. Here we go. I love the vision of the Green New Deal. Look, I support uh, local communities and states that want to ban fracking. In Guatemala, where we've helped to precipitate a drought. There's no question I'm in favor of banning fracking. I think the Green New Deal deserves an enormous amount of credit. Uh, do you ban plastic straws? I think we should. Yes. And when we do that, you're going to have a lot of taxpayers out there who will be paying more in taxes. You'll have people who are not getting food stamps and so forth. So would you ban offshore drilling? Yes. Let's talk about offshore drilling for oil. Would you ban it? Yes, absolutely. And our coal-burning plants. No one's going to build another coal-burning. We've got to shut the ones down we have. But no one is going to build a new one. And educating everyone on the need to curb population growth seems a reasonable campaign to enact. Would you be courageous enough to discuss this issue and make it a key feature of a plan to address climate catastrophe? Well, Martha, the answer is yes. <laughs> some of it is with light bulbs, some of it is on straws, some of it, dang, is on cheeseburgers, right? And Booker wants to take away your hamburger. One of the reasons I love the framing of the Green New Deal is it uses some of the language that we might associate with the way that we met the response of Nazi Germany. What are we doing? What's going on right now? And then his eye burst, and he got filled with blood. <laughs> Biden had the bad uh, blood-filled eye. I hope he's all right. There you go. So if you missed the the climate town hall last night, folks, it got so bad for old Uncle Joe that he, his eye burst. He burst a vein. Burst a vessel in his eye. Wow. Oh, my eye. Wow. Poor Make Joe. that positive, Mayor. No, no. Let's go here. It got very real. And very serious last night that the theology of changing the climate has embraced the death of unborn children. It's now moved into population control. It's, it's moved into population control. And, yep. and Bernie Sanders was asked by a uh, very obsequious and mousy woman yeah. named Martha Redioff, a teacher. Uh, I realize this is a poisonous topic for politicians, but it is crucial to face an audience member, Martha Redioff told Sanders, empowering women and educating everyone on the need to curb population growth seems a reasonable campaign to enact. Would you be courageous enough to discuss this issue and make it a key feature of a plan to address climate catastrophe? Well, Martha, the answer is yes. And then uh, Sanders went on to say that he also would refund uh, abortion opportunities in third world countries that are currently uh, not funded because of a Mexico City agreement, which denies American aid to those organizations around the world that allow women to have abortions or even get involved in birth control. And and, uh, Sanders thinks it's absurd that the Mexico City agreement exists. And we can only conclude that as president, he would uh, he would undo the Mexico City agreement and then use your tax dollars 
uh, to send money to third world countries so that women could have abortions. And all of this being done in the name of of uh, what what this obsequious, mousy woman named Martha Redioff called a climate catastrophe. Yeah. What catastrophe? I don't understand how they... Human population growth has more than doubled in the past 50 years. This is her. The planet yeah. cannot sustain this growth. I realize this is a well. poisonous topic for politicians, but it's crucial to face. Empowering women and educating everyone on the need to curb population growth seems a reasonable campaign to enact. Would you be courageous enough to discuss this issue and make it a key feature of a plan to address climate catastrophe? Well, Martha, the answer is yes. <laughs> and the answer has everything to do with the fact that women in the United States of America, by the way, have a right to control their own bodies and make reproductive decisions. And the Mexico City Agreement, which denies American aid to those organizations around the world that, are, uh, that allow women to have abortions or even get involved uh, in birth control, to me, is totally absurd. So I think, especially in poor countries around the world, uh, where women do not necessarily want to have large numbers of babies, and where they can have the opportunity through birth control to control the number of kids they have, something I very, very strongly uh, support. So, we need to grab empowering here. Joe, is he talking, he's talking about global population control, right. not just the United States. Right. Right. What China. He's, what he's saying is he would pay. He would use your money to pay China women in Guatemala. China, China, China. Well, China can take care of its own. No, but that's what they do, right? They and, have, and, they have and a two not, baby minimum or something. Uh, right. One baby, one. and and it's not population control. It's mandatory abortion, mandatory birth control. Uh, You're going to try that in the United States? To my way of thinking, this disqualifies Sanders completely disqualifies him as a legitimate candidate. This is a darkness. You saw a bit of this with Beto O'Rourke last week when someone in the audience had the presence of mind to say, uh, okay, I have value on, I'm born September 5th, 1989. I have value on September 5th, 1989. Are you telling me that I didn't have value September 4th, 1989? And Beto O'Rourke basically said, well, that's up to the woman. Mm. We, we have a dark, this has morphed into a, an eerie darkness where governments or the likes of Sanders are setting themselves up to decide who can live. That's, that's how far astray this terrible movement has gone. It's absolutely horrific. It's horrific. Sanders, Correct me if I'm wrong, emailers, podcast listeners. Sanders was saying, I think it's absurd, absurd that we have an agreement in place that prevents American dollars being shipped to third world countries to pay for abortions. I think that's absurd. So is it reasonable for me to conclude that meaning I would undo that? Of course he would. Yeah. yeah. This is, uh, this is, uh, Joe, he got this is evil. This is evil. He got a standing ovation. Well, he got a standing ovation when he said American women should have the right to control their own bodies but and they reproductive still systems. fell in yeah. lockstep with right. everything else that's, that came out of his mouth. That's yeah. completely different, though, from population control. Mm-hmm. 
which is straight up evil and goes as far back as uh, the Bible. He, he is saying he is saying that your tax dollars should be used to fund abortions in foreign countries to reduce the population of the planet because because of this this uh, non-factor climate catastrophe, which is yet to be defined and cannot be. Uh, the the respect for life is just disappearing as fast as we can watch it leave. And that's the thought that I had. So up until birth, they have the right to do whatever. But yet you're the same crowd that that goes to these border camps and whines and cries about children. Mm-hmm. It, you can't have it both ways. Yeah, they can. They're liberals. This is uh, this is a new low. Uh, I find him an appalling figure. Who's getting worse? For a variety of reasons, but because I think he's a phony. But uh, it's gotten to the point where in this country that you you would discuss in an open television forum the idea of abortion being used for population control. That's... Because because of wow. the climate. Yeah. yeah. What's eugenics mean? Look that up for me, Rook. E-U-G-E-N-I-C-S. E-U-G-E-N-I-C-S. What's, what's eugenics? I think I know what I need to know for sure because we're fact-based. It is... My computer hits... The That's, science of improving a human population by controlling breeding to increase the occurrence of the desirable heritable characteristics developed largely by Francis Galton as a method of improving the human race. It fell into disfavor only after the perversion of its doctrine by the Nazis. Okay, I don't think this is eugenics. I think this is just the elimination of human beings because this is the ultimate uh, corroboration of the idea that Mysterians don't like people. Mm-hmm. And so this isn't eugenics. This isn't the creation of some sort of masterful race. This are th- these are uh, these are evil people saying uh, that they not only believe there's a climate catastrophe which they cannot prove, but they're saying in order to prevent it if it's already a catastrophe, what, what needs to be prevented, by the way? But in order to prevent it, uh, you would eliminate the population. Yeah. I'm sorry, but to me, it just reeks of China uh, yeah. and their population control methods. Let me read something here. In 1979, China started the One Child Per Family policy. This policy stated that citizens must obtain a birth certificate before the birth of their children. The citizens, now listen to this, here's the important part. The citizens would then be offered special benefits if they agreed to have only one child. Citizens who did have more than one child would either be taxed up to 50% of their income or punished by the loss of employment or other benefits. And that is where I think this is headed. Dangerous. Well, the rest of the evening, this is uh, this is the this is a new level of. It's anti-humanity, is what it is. And by the which way, which is why I started with Trump. Trump and his magic marker with a weather map is absolutely hilarious compared to these fools. <laughs> and by the way, this Trump is, mo- is a moron and a bad guy in my estimation. 
I've never heard him say we ought to kill people to control the climate. Right. Right. These things in China, by the way, mostly failed because uh, the programs are difficult to enforce and everybody cheats. The doctors help people cheat. In addition to Bernie's shocking, shocking revelation, uh, did you you catch all the stuff that these knuckleheads want to ban? Yeah. 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 Uh, ban, uh, straws, red meat, incandescent light bulbs, gas-powered cars, nuclear energy, offshore drilling, fracking, natural gas exports, coal plants, carbon itself. Guns. Guns. Well, that didn't Children. Do the climate. Yeah. But Bernie upped it. Bernie upped the ante. Oh, really? It? Bernie upped the ante. Yeah. Let's ban people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have to walk around with a little card that says what we can have, what we can and use. And that fraudulent old bastard's about 76. He ain't long for this world anyway. By the way, his plan, 16 trillion. Trillion. And it's funny, Biden is the only one who's almost middle of the road, and he just gets laughed and chided right out of the Well, building. to the point where his eye burst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He went blood eye. Yeah. Kamala Harris said she would update government food guidelines to phase out eating red meat. Ooh. You got to ban uh, the red meat. Wow. Sanders went the furthest, saying we should try to minimize human life itself. He said he'd use taxpayer money to help fund third world population control. Where are the sane people in that party? Why are they letting the extreme, extreme left do this? Get away with this. Run for this office. Do you? um, CNN had a run just before we went on the air when I demanded that the television be turned off. CNN was, uh, uh, again, having a what they thought was a serious roundtable discussion about Trump and the magic marker. Sure. <laughs> I, 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 it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Now, they'll never have a roundtable discussion about the absurdity and the evilness of Bernie Sanders. Do you have your uh, new Al Green sounder? Just a minute. Uh, do I, Rook? Yeah. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you give him his new Al Green button? Okay. You ready? Uh, uh, just a minute. Yeah. According to realclearpolitics.com, they do uh, approval ratings. Got mm-hmm. it. Bernie went up after last night. Oh. Same as Al, but it's close, isn't it? We could have had a nice uh, Trump's magic marker <laughs> marked up the sea. You know, it I, went up to Alabama over by Tallahassee. That's not bad. <laughs> All right. That's All right. Boy. All right Trump, the magic marker. <laughs> I've got this AP piece highlighted to death here, and it's all about fracking yeah. and coal. And they won't accept nukes, and they're they're not going to accept anything. What's going to how what solar? I guess and wind. Huh? How are they going to feel when I start burning logs and everything? I'm going to heat my house. Yep. I'm going to heat my shop. I'm going to heat my garage. There's going to be a haze of blue smoke right. in my block. How are they going to deal with that? They're not. They're all hypocrites. Every single one of them is a hypocrite. 
Every single one of them got on an airplane in Atlanta and got back on the campaign trail. Every single one of them owns a home with air conditioning and heat. Every single one of them owns automobiles. Every single one of them goes on vacations to long distances. Every single one of them uh, are, are terrible, terrible hypocrites that cannot possibly... At, at some point, wouldn't the American population rise up and push back and just say, "So, is it, or are we just going to get nibbled to death? No, no, no you're, you're absolutely right about all the things you just mentioned. So basically, they're lying to us. Mm-hmm. Why are the Democratic people, the Democratic voters, allowing them to lie to them? Do they really, really believe this bunk? I, I can't... Because of the decline of moral and ethical integrity, the likes of Bernie Sanders are more likely to hit a, a chord than from years past. But with each passing decade, as the respect for life gets lost, as the decline of moral and ethical integrity becomes more evident, uh, it's not, I guess we can no longer be surprised that people would sit in a CNN studio and listen to that obsequious teacher ask her obsequious question of Sanders, get the answer that she was hoping to get, and then have people be approving of that. Where is the respect for life? But where are the, where are the old school liberals that disagreed with Republicans way back when? Hell, I'm an old school liberal. I, I, well, the, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, Kenny's right. They've allowed this extreme left to get all the attention and mainstream, the mainstream country, uh, right or left, uh, we can all get along. There's a little give. We had Clinton, then we had Bush, then we had, uh, you know, it's uh, Obama. Okay, okay. They're going to push back and say, we have an extreme right president. Yeah, I think that it, what cannot be underestimated is that Trump has caused these people to go nuts. So the seesaw is just going to mm-hmm. go And I don't see Trump as extreme right. I, no, I he's s- not a conservative. He doesn't know what conservatism means. He's spending more money than any president's ever spent. He's not a conservative. I do see him giving a voice to the people that didn't have a voice I, up until this point, all, well, all my rural people. Well, that's why we had the saying when he got elected. That's why that's Trump, Trump got, got elected. elected. You could say that about Bernie. Bernie, let's let's kill babies for the population. That's why Trump got elected. Right. It's yep. too extreme. Kamala Harris, let's ban red meat. That's why Trump got elected. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. And things like last night are going to solidify him in... The next election, which I don't I'm, want. Which, I don't. I don't want to worry about the next election yet. It's still well, too far away. But no, you know no. what? Well, I'm fine with that, by the way, because I'll take Sharpie guy over that collection of yahoos. That, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, Joe. Why should we even give a rat's ass about any of these candidates? Because Trump is going to trounce them. The, the, even Democrats are going to say, "Yeah, I know what I'm getting with Trump. I'm going with him." Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Well, how can anyone with a moral conscience conscience vote for Bernie Sanders? You can't. How can anyone? You can't. It's because he you, announced death as a means to fight climate change catastrophe, of which none can be even demonstrated. But and you, you and don't just, tell me it's... You want, to, you want to know something funny to show you the inconsistency in uh, news gathering? This I got a kick out of this. CNN has this prominently displayed. Uh, other sites, I took it from WTKR. I think it's down in Carolinas. Uh, 
let me preface this by saying CNN is, uh, would be a leading candidate and has been to uh, really, really, really want you to believe that uh, Dorian is an example of climate change, right? right. And, and uh, it's destruction. They've got all the reporters leaning into the wind and everything's a tragedy. And, <laughs> but the same, and it is for the people in the Bahamas, a oh, terrible tragedy. Yeah. That was a monster storm that uh, stalled, just killed people, it ruined their country. It's just horrific. Uh, but displayed right with these stories is the wild horses of the Outer Banks won't evacuate. They have a special trick to survive hurricanes. And there's a line in here that they, did, they didn't catch as their own irony escapes them. I completely miss this story. A bunch of majestic horses that spend their days strolling and rolling on North Carolina's Outer Banks will not be evacuated. With Hurricane Dorian quickly approaching, the colonial Spanish Mustangs will huddle, huddle together and ride out the storm using a trick horses have used for centuries. They will move to higher ground and gather under sturdy oak trees to shelter from the storm, said uh, Wild Horse Fund. Said who from the Wild Horse Fund? That damn printer. Look what the printer did. Cut you right off. Cowboy uh, Clint. Which manages the herds <laughs> and sends uh, reminders that major hurricanes due to the outpouring of concern for the horses on social media. They'll likely ride out the winds and rain as their ancestors did before them. In huddles, they put their butts to the wind. Yep. And unlike humans living in the Outer Banks, the wild horses are better equipped to handle a hurricane. Uh... They already sense a change in air pressure and are grouping together. Remember, the Wild Horse Fund said, they've been doing this for 500 years. <laughs> you mean to tell me? Wow. You mean to, there, CNN, you didn't out. even, you blew it right there because you want us to believe this never happened before, yet these horses have been surviving these storms for 500 years. If the horse has a plan, I'm voting for the horse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Curious, how would that prevent them? I like that, but how would it prevent them from getting hit by debris? They 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 got to figure it out. They get under some trees that right. they like, okay, right? They yep. hold, you know, they get in there hey, next Fred, to each closer. other, get and everybody here. turn your butt around, right. okay. turn that butt to the ocean, and no. that's their horses. They know how to do this, but for five hundred years, yes. I, I like to pose as 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 a country boy, but. When I'm driving in a storm past Dennis Weeks' house and I see his cattle out there in a, in a rain that's driving sideways, I, I drive by and go, you poor bastards. <laughs> I, I just feel badly for you poor bastards. Oh, just... But you know what? They survive. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you what. Uh, Bernie's got me shaken. That's, uh, I knew he was a bad guy. I didn't. I, you know, in fact, when I first, I first saw mention of this, on Twitter, that uh, God, I hate to f- even say those words, but I was looking at Twitter this morning, and I saw uh, someone who said, "Well, it's come to this." Bernie Sanders said, uh, "Population control should be the answer to climate change." And I thought to myself, "That can't be real. Yeah. This is Twitter. What can you believe? You got to verify right. everything. You got to check it out." So I did. I came in and Googled it, and it's. And then you just heard it. It, it was on TV. Yes, in front of millions of people. Do you think? You think he really wants to be president? Sure. I had a thought a couple of weeks ago. Remember when uh, Governor Ventura was elected? And didn't he give somebody the elbow and say, you? Yeah, that was at Canterbury Park. What did he say? The, the, that was the first night. Well, first, first thing he said is, you tell Royce and Sushere. Yeah, tell Joe and Pat that I, I could do it anyway. They didn't. They doubted me. But Terry looked, not nudged him and said, 
what in the hell did you just get me into? Wasn't he somewhat surprised that he won? Yes, Yes, of course he was. was. When they, of course when he, he was. was. That was when he was projected the winner on CNN. That's when Terry nudged him and said, what in the hell did you just get us into? And I had this thought a couple of weeks ago after whatever outrageous statement Bernie made. And, and it, I thought maybe he, maybe he's just doing this on a lark and he's somehow making money off it. And this is what he does. He runs for president and he really doesn't want to be president because he wants to run again in another four years. I no, don't know. No. I think so you truly believe that he honestly, deep in his heart, wants to, he wants to be president? Yeah, I think he's an evil presence in the world and that he would bring about evil in the event that he got elected president. But I think I, he's a bad human being. I Far think, worse than Trump, by the way. I think he's a worse guy than Trump. Oh, yeah, well, that's not even that's up for not debate. not even a question. Yeah. Rookie? I think that when President Trump ran for office, he really thought it was going to be uh, pleasant, fun, um, easy. I don't think he th- thought he was going to have to do... This stuff. Yeah. Listen to Kamala Harris. The, the torture they put themselves through to try to be, to try to be everything to everyone. Kamala hmm. Harris said she would update government food guidelines to try to phase out eating red meat. The answer is yes. I'll also say this: the balance that we have to strike here, frankly, is about what government can and should do around creating incentives and then banning certain behaviors. To be honest, I love cheeseburgers from time to time. She, she had to say that. So right, right. I just do. I'm regular. And But there has to also be what we do in terms of creating incentive that's, that's we will eat in a healthy way. We will encourage moderation and we'll be educated about the effect of our eating habits on our environment. And we have to do a much better job of that. And the government has to do a much better job of that. Let me parse this paragraph. This crackpot <laughs> uh, is saying that the government will determine... What constitutes a healthy diet? Oh, that's dangerous. Well, the, the, oh, they're all so dangerous. Guidelines. They're all oh. dangerous people. But she's saying, with with with, it doesn't even occur to her what she's sounding like. But we will create incentives to get you to eat the way we will tell you to eat and yep. how you should eat. Yep. And and. Uh, uh, she would, yeah, and she has to agree with phasing out red meat, but on the off chance she thinks that might put someone off their game, she said, but I like a cheeseburger once in a while. Mm-hmm. But we have to do better. We have to do better, and the government has to do a much better job of telling you miserable peons how you should eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is, Christ almighty, these people are nuts. Mm-hmm. They are nuts. And I remain politically lonely. I remain politically lonely. <laughs> I don't think you're the only one, Such. Right. <laughs> Trump is a... nuts, but he doesn't want to kill people to save the bleeping climate, which is not in trouble. Is that the end game here by the, by the left? We want to try to drive away as many voters as possible. It seems like it. That's why I'm asking, do they really want to be president? But but maybe it, they're Did saying... Did you see the woman who asked Bernie Sanders the question? Yep. How many tens and tens of millions of her are there in the United States? There's a lot. And they're going to vote for him. Mm-hmm. Well, look at, I don't know if I brought this up on the show or off the show yesterday. Poor Uncle Joe might not even get to run because he might be half blind by I, then. I, right. I spent four days out at the fair. I saw a million Bernie shirts. Yeah, well, and, and you're and answering your own question. And this is the crew of people that you mentioned that don't want to work. I don't think they do. I don't think you're politically lonely, Joe. I think we all have our proverbial butts up against on the hill underneath the yeah. oak tree. We're like the horses. The We've got our, our ass into the wind. Uh, Positive Thursday. Right. 
CNN asked, asked most candidates if they support a carbon-free America, and every candidate answered yes. How America can become carbon-free as every living thing on Earth contains carbon was never discussed or explained. <laughs> okay. Just one issue. Forget the specifics. <laughs> it's unenforceable. It, it doesn't matter, Such. It's unenforceable. They can't enforce it. The same way China can't enforce population control. It's just not going to happen. They want to tell us what our energy use should be. Sure. Yep. They want to tell us what we should eat. They want to tell us what we should weigh. They want to tell us who should live and die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's all behind this straw man of the climate catastrophe, which is a euphemism for the reordering of American society. Well, wait a minute. It has nothing to do with the in the environment. Absolutely nothing. I've never been more sure of anything in my life. We're going to have to change that name. We can't go with straw men anymore. Those are going to get banned. There won't be any straws. Yeah, yeah right. But that's what the Green New Deal is, and they're not even hiding it. It's not, they're not couching it in anything. It's just an admission that we are going to change this country. Yes, this, this, is, this is, to me, this is the ultimate last gasp of breath for Marxism. It's been tried and failed. Let's try it behind the guise of environmentalism. It, but it has nothing to do with the temperature of the earth or anything. It has to do with reordering society to the point now where we now know that Bernie Sanders would use abortion to control the population of the earth and have you pay for it, your tax dollars. It's, 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 it's appalling. It's horrific. It's eerie. It's a darkness that, that sometimes seems inescapable. It's just, I, I don't know. I don't know how anyone in their right mind could vote for any of these complete nutcases. And yes, I know Trump is a nutcase. But right now, what I'm clinging to is Trump's not going to kill your baby. Right. For what, Bernie? For what? What? What catastrophe is solved by you shipping my tax dollars to a third world country so a woman can have an abortion? What catastrophe just got averted? None. There isn't a catastrophe. The horses, they just let slip on CNN. <laughs> they didn't mean to. But hey, these horses have been doing this for 500 years. You mean to tell me we've had these storms before? <laughs> <laughs> they were giving us a, a, a friendly kicker, you know, a fun kicker yeah, story. Without uh, realizing it kind of deflates them. <laughs> they're giving away the secret. Oh, man. Well, they're doing their part at EcoFun Motorsports. There what are they go. doing? Well, you can get an electric assist bike. And that doesn't ruin the planet. And you can get these very fuel-efficient scooters. That doesn't ruin the planet. In fact, Tim, at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake, right on Highway 61, has a back-to-school sale. Uh, and when Lance and Sim, the manufacturer, got wind of this, they added an additional $100 off the price of these scooters that are on sale. So you can get a Race Star 49cc. It was on sale for $12.99, now $11.99. A Cabo 50 was on sale for $18.99, now $17.99. 
and the Havana Classic 50 and the Soho 50 were $19.99, now $18.99 for you college students in particular uh, or adults who want to turn errands into adventures. These are a really great way to beat the man at the fuel pump and get a parking spot at the store. You name it, scooters are really convenient for zipping around town. You have to be careful, be careful, be careful. You're on two wheels. But, uh, man, you want to save some gas money and you want to park with ease, these scooters are the answer. Also at EcoFun, a full line of Yamaha motorcycles, uh, youth ATVs, youth snowmobiles, and a great uh, line of the Bintelli e-bikes. I gotta tell you, Joe, looking at their social media on Instagram, there are several students that are at the university and are taking full advantage. I got one, two, three, four, five, at least six U of M students that yeah. are, have purchased scooters because it's a great way to zip around. And Tim's got a great deal too. If you if you need maintenance, he swings through town every day, picks it up, takes it out to Forest Lake, puts it through their shop, and gets it back to you. Great service department at EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in Forest Lake. EcoFunMotorsports.com. Ricey here with the Canopy Group Facts. Number one, the Canopy Group writes more new business in one month than a captive insurance agent writes in three years. How is that possible? Let's share other facts to answer that question. Number two, the Canopy Group offers 16 different insurance companies, not just one. Number three, the Canopy Group offers combined single limit coverage, not split limit coverage. Number four, the Canopy Group offers only one deductible at claim time, not two or three or four or more. Number five, at renewal, the Canopy Group shops your insurance with their 15 other companies every year. Captives can't do this because they have only one company. So, if you have your insurance with one of the captive agents, remember they don't have any other options for you. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Who does this? This was if uh, Tony Leese gave this. I think oh. this is just uh, some yeah. production house music that we I we've like been using. it. It sounds like the piano player at the park uh, uh, when the Garage Logic Wives Choir gets oh, together. Oh, yes. Or when we used to have Zimmer Audio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, piano yeah. guy. <laughs> Uh, oh, right. Could yes. you play? Uh, we we were remiss. Uh, we have a fellow deserving a groin kick here. Could you play that again Can for me, please? Can you give me one second? Because I forgot that I deleted out of it, not knowing that we were going to go that, back to it. That's not here. an acceptable uh, excuse. We don't need it. We don't need it. I, I don't sure know what any can. of that just. We meant. don't need it. Shut up, Kenny. No, Bernie Sanders got to get a groin kick. And that'll stop his reproduction. That now, wouldn't that help you, Bernie? You can be sure that you will never reproduce again. That's basically why you invented the groin kick. Please do for... not bring up the picture in my mind of Bernie going at it, right. hammer and yeah. tongs. Gross. Did you see him going at it with a punching bag and it hits him in the head? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Almost knocked yes. himself. Reeves, we don't need it. Rook, just give Bernie Sanders. Hold on. I got it right here. I told you I'd find it. I realize this is a poisonous topic for politicians, it to but her. it's crucial to but face. We'll give it to him. Empowering women and educating everyone on the need to curb population growth seems a reasonable campaign to enact. Would you be courageous enough to discuss this issue and make it a key feature of a plan to address climate catastrophe? Well, Martha, the answer is yes. 
<laughs> All right, that's enough. And Groin that kick the hell out of deserves me. this. Yeah. Oh, he's still up. Give another. I bet one of Bertie's handlers wrote that question for her. Oh, it was so uh, so rote, wasn't it? And it how just, she asked the question yeah. like this. Yeah. We even asked this. Here's a guy in Florida put his car in the kitchen. How, yeah, this guy's a smart awesome. car. He fit it in the kitchen in Jacksonville. <laughs> he uh, Patrick Eldridge parked his car in the kitchen to protect it from Hurricane Dorian because he didn't want it to blow away. Mm. Uh, Jessica Eldridge said her car was already parked in the garage to avoid cleaning their garage out. Uh, in other words, they'd have to clean the garage to get that little teeny smart car in there. <laughs> it's a lot easier to open the sliding door. So they opened the sliding door, the guy drove it in the kitchen. <laughs> that's right out of that's uh, right, right out of Top Gear. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> so it wouldn't just blow away, huh? You know, they have a, a governor on those things. I think you can't do over 80 in them because they become so unbelievably highly unstable. Oh, my God. And then my crowd, they've bought those things. They pull the motor out, they throw it away, and they'll put in like a GSXR, a Suzuki yeah. a sport bike engine, and just go tear it up and have the time of their lives. Uh, Jeff writes, on Wednesday's show, you spent time correcting the record of where the term headdressing originated. You correctly identified that it was from a Victoria's Secret model. However, you continued to acknowledge Katy Perry is also committing the same offense when, in fact, it was Gwen Stefani of No Doubt who did it in 2012. Oh. Uh, keep pushing back and striving for accuracy, Jeff Pedro. Uh, well, let's put that to bed. We know that it's uh, started with Victoria's Secret. That's all we need to know. Right. right. And plus, in our minds, they're all the same. Yeah. We, don't, we don't care. <laughs> they're all one person. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joe, Except Pink. Joe, regarding your, uh, regarding your image of the Ham's beer sign burned into your memory, I know the exact spot on the exact lake. Turtle Lake in the town of Marcel in Itasca County, or Big Turtle because Little Turtle is next door. You can give me a we don't know that, but I know this as fact because my great-great-aunt and uncle owned the only resort on the lake from the early 30s to the late 60s, Arcadia Lodge. I'm sure everyone in Minnesota who owns a cabin or has their favorite lake thinks theirs is the most beautiful. But I'm here to tell you, this lake is so deep and clear it doesn't even need aquaside. So other people trying to tell you that the lake is scab, pus, or boil, or some other lake in the disease chain are just wrong. <laughs> I'm not arguing with them. I'm just telling them that they're wrong. Brian Matura. wonder if that's in relation to Scott Matura, our chef. C-H-U-R-A? Uh, Must be M E C H U R A. I bet because I go right to Scott now for out in, from Bucks out All in right. Big Sky. Uh, here at Bucks, we recently witnessed a prime example of humans losing touch with nature. Living just up the road from Yellowstone National Park, we locals may have the distinction of witnessing more examples of man losing touch with nature than anywhere else on Earth. We see far more examples than ever make the news. You would be surprised at how many tourists ask park rangers or employees where they keep the animals at night or who is in charge of turning on the thermal pools every day. <laughs> no. Yes, bears are incredibly Jeez. curious creatures. The conundrum bears face is that, they, is that curiosity is a constant duel with the fact that by nature, bears are very frightened by humans. It is only when they have learned uh, where they once found food, usually by careless humans, that they muster the courage to encroach on people. This past Saturday, we had a yearling, a yearling bear cub find himself cornered outside of our t hotel. Hotel guests spotted him, and as people do, a small crowd began to gather. With phones in hand, ready to take pictures and video, they moved closer and closer, despite warnings not oh, to. Oh, my God. Eventually, the frightened young bear escaped through the only route he felt safe. He reached up, broke the glass, and climbed into the bathroom window of the ladies' room in our lobby. Here is where Johnny strums a little Joe Cocker. 
Uh, thinking he had escaped to safety, he inadvertently went from outside to inside our building. Not to be short change of additional video, the onlookers hustled around and into the lobby where he was trapped behind a door that pushed out had he, had he tried, if not so frightened. We called the local warden, and he and his team arrived quickly. Meanwhile, one owner and our, our owner and others tried to prop the door open, but with no luck. The team snuck into the bathroom, shot him with a tranquilizer, waited, and safely and gently carried him out where he will be reunited with the wild. Even a yearling bear, when scared and cornered, can do vicious damage to a human. If everyone would have simply given him space outside, he would have run free as fast as he could, but humans just can't help themselves. Even in Montana. Pushing back every day, Scott Mature, executive chef, bucks, lodging, and dining. Tranquilizer darts wasted on the bear. It should be used on the tourists. How <laughs> stupid are they? My God. Uh, Scott, you ever been to Big Sky? Uh, it's I, remarkable. Did you zip through there on your I way out? I think up? I might have. Yeah. It's remarkable. Halfway between Bozeman and uh, West Yellowstone. Uh, Scott Peterson writes, so I went there to see if it was really there, and it was. Then a few people put their hands on the ice at the fair and prayed for Mother Earth. No. It's over. No. <laughs> right there. No. It would. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Joe, I agree that the sun is the driver of the global climate. I believe the paleontologist you interviewed a while back mentioned the natural climate <laughs> oscillations related to solar activity as part of his research. As the article you quoted on the podcast stated, the cause of these climatic changes are due to two significant facts. One, the Earth orbits the Earth in an one, the Earth orbits in an elliptical orbit, not a circular one. Second, the Earth does not spin smoothly on its axis; it wobbles. The interaction of these two phenomena over the uh, over the eons causes the Earth exposure to the sun to vary in intensity and geographic location. Throw in the natural variation in solar activity of the sun, and you have a lot going on that we have no control over. One amazing example of this natural climate change is the transition of the Sahara Desert from dry desert to lush grassland every 12 to 15,000 years because of the drift north, back, south of the tropical rain belt. You can verify these facts on many scientific websites and other sources. So unless John Kerry can take the Earth into the neighborhood alignment shop and get it rebalanced and realigned, <laughs> we're stuck with the natural changes in climate for the foreseeable future. Longtime podcast listener and proud member of the Royal Order of the 21sters, Mike in Duluth. P.S. If global climate change affects the entire Earth, why don't the believers also count typhoons along with hurricanes? Most typhoons are known to be larger and more powerful than hurricanes. Just another example of cherry-picking selective data to support their position. Yes, sir. When we come back, we're going to uh, have news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. And it's going to take a long time. It's not going to take long at all. <laughs> Involving the naming of the, uh, of the Krabby Coffee Shop pontoon boat. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Well, Sushi Boy, I had the pontoon out last weekend. Here's Kenny with news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. <laughs> news from the Krabby Coffee Shop brought to us by the coffeegrounds.com located over in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. 
Find them online. Like I said, thecoffeegrounds.com. Get yourself the best fresh roasted coffee you've ever tasted. You guys ever go to a... Turn your microphone on. Turn your... <laughs> you know what I read today? Uh, drinking coffee could protect against gallstones. I'm covered. All right. Okay. You guys ever been to a stock car race? Yes. yes. I've driven them. The fans in the stock car race, when the cars go by, in order to cheer for their favorite driver, they hold both arms out in front of them like this. Look at me, dummy. Yeah. And they wave them by like this. Yep. Oh, they're pushing. Go! 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 go. go. Yeah. I got that three times on Sunday on Lake Chippewa, <laughs> north of France. <laughs> what, don't you know what they're telling you? Get that thing out of here. Yeah, get away. Get away. A lone kid on the dock fishing. I go by. This little girl, she couldn't have been more than 10, plugs her nose. Uh, <laughs> give her the thumbs up. So, so the pontoon is a big hit. Do you have the list? We've got over 70 names. Here we go. Um, now, what do you want me to do? Matthew, Chris, John, and I have already voted, so this is just your vote. All and right. We want your yay or nay on this list, and right. we're going to start with the Luddite. No. Dirt Dingy. No. Nope. Crab Faces Relief. Nope. Sea Hag. Yes. Ding Ding. Yes. SS Go Away. No. Get your latte somewhere else. No. Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> Tempting, but no. The Flying Wasp. Tempting, but no. You get that reference? That's Caddyshack. The, here's a good one. The SS Unsinkable 2. <laughs> That's pretty good, but it would take people too long to get it. In other words, you already had one right. sink on you. Right. All right. No. <laughs> the, the SS Rustolium. No. The SS Hooplehead. Yes. Uh, loss boat. No. Run aground. No. SS traffic daddy. No. Croup sloop. No. <laughs> Wake up and smell the coffee. No. Bodie McBoat face. No. Page two. The redneck coffee deck. Nope. Oh, I like that That's one. That's too bad. This is my list. That's true. The Chris Carafe. Yes. I am so shocked by that. I thought you would be outraged by no, that. No, I'm not. Uh, watch the bobber, Grandpa. No. <laughs> Sloop Crab B. No. The Coffee Broat. No. Better Days of Bruin. No. SS Caffeine Catastrophe. No. God, you hate them all. You you literally hate everything. No, I don't. You're My like God, Bernie. you got 70 of them. I already got four I like. Uh, grounds for Divorce. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, it's okay with her. She doesn't mind at all. Well, then, I, then, then let's not do that name, then. Let's take that off. You know why she likes it? Because huh. it only cost a grand. Right. I was going to say, because it keeps you out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> the mystery. No. The SS Solid Stream, which is a reference to my age. No. <laughs> Bodie McBoatface. No. Seatless Wonder. No. The SSMYOB. No. Mind really? your own business. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. SS Get Off My Pontoon. No. The Goat Rodeo. No. The Cup of Joe. Yes. Really? Yeah. SS Coffee. No. SS Krabby Pants. Where do you see that? It's uh, on the next, next page. page. Well, the next page starts with Brew and Barge. All right, let's go with that. Here, I got the Krabby Pants page. All, All right. right. Uh, no. Okay. Muddy Waters. No. Knife Lake. No. SS Sidiot. Yeah. <laughs> Krabby McCrab Face. No. Java Joe Bean Barge. Heck, I like it, but no. Uh, double Barrel Got None. No. I don't even know what that no. means. Uh, Trouble a Bruin. No. Pontoonie McCoffee Face. Yes. 
the Spoon Lake Cherry. No. You get that reference? I think I do. Okay. Uh, Mighty Misery? No. Coming in hot? No. I'm not Joe Ken. No. That's your I know. I get it. Uh, Leave Me Alone? No. Awake on the Lake? No. Serendipity? No. Cirrhosis of the River? Yes. Love that. Ding, ding, here comes the S-Mobile. Nope. That's Matthew. Okay. All right, now the page that starts with... Bruin Barge. Bruin Barge. Nope. Caffeine Cruiser. Nope. Get Off My Damn Deck. Nope. The Tune of Doom. Yes. Fujimo. Nope. Do we discuss what that no, stands for? No, we don't. No. Okay. I think uh, I know. Uh, the Krabby Cruiser. No. Really? No. The Mud Runner. No. How about Peter? I don't get that one. <laughs> is that the guy's I, name? That's why I like it. <laughs> no, it's his name is Billy Brew. Oh, okay. But it's just called Peter. It Peter. Yeah. <laughs> Looney Pontoonie. No. SS I Feel No Joy. No. The Krabby Craft. <laughs> no. Flotsam. 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 No. Come on. You like that one? Oh, it's fantastic. It would have to be Flotsam and Jetsam. Yes, yes, I feel no joy. <laughs> I feel no joy. Uh, Lake Carafe. No. Utopia. No. How about in reference to Patrick Royce's dad, the Richard? No. <laughs> Tin Cup? No. Calamity Sam? No. Boat? Boat. <laughs> no. <laughs> Flo- here's Reaver's choice, which I really like, Floating Crap Can. No. Uh, double flusher. Nope. And then these came overnight in the email. You don't have them on your list. Uh, we just got one from Stephanie in St. Louis, Missouri. All tuned up. Nope. Kenny's crotchety coffee clubhouse. <laughs> That's not bad. I'll give that a check. Hey, y'all, look what I can do. Nope. Uh, and sail bad the sinner, which is a reference yeah, Sinbad. to Sinbad the yeah. sailor. Yeah. No. Okay. How about, what about this one? I just thought, hold my beer. Uh, yeah, that's that. Is, is that one on there? Okay, maybe that's that. why he uh, sent in. Hey, y'all, look what I can do! It's okay, now what's the that. next step of the contest? <clears throat> so I'm going to nail uh, narrow these down to ten. All right, and then we're going to discuss how we're going to uh, find the the final name. I don't know if we should let GLers vote. Why don't we do a Twitter poll question? Yeah, we'll probably end up doing a Twitter poll question, but not today. No, not today. This was step one. No, right now we're going to talk about the Krabby Coffee Ground. Uh, excuse me, the Coffee Grounds. <laughs> They're not. Cra- Crabby. Don't indict them. Crabby is me. The uh, coffee grounds over in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Coffee, you you know it. I've said it enough. It's my life. It's not just a dainty little cup like uh, Such has before 9 a.m. every day. It's black, strong, and makes my hair stand on and really good coffee. For years, I bought the beans from a Seattle-based company out of grocery stores. That was until I discovered thecoffeegrounds.com. Eric and Julia over at the Coffee Grounds have been roasting coffee since 96. They're darn good at it. They've been to Costa Rica, all across Central America, finding the best honestly sourced beans. For us, that means it's freshness. It's all about their relationship with their suppliers, and that means freshness to us. Uh, and a huge variety from light, medium, and dark roast for us addicts, and even decaf and flavored if that's your deal. And if you really like a high octane kick, try the Krabby Coffee Shop blend. If you like it mellow, uh, Such has his own blend, the Garage Logic blend. The best part, you can get it all from their website, thecoffeegrounds.com. Go order a few pounds, uh, and they'll ship it right to your front door. Be sure to use the, well, no, the promo code GL20 ran out on Monday, and uh, Eric and Julie are currently working on getting us a new code, so stay tuned for that. We'll probably know last week. But here's the important part. If you find yourself over in Eau Claire or driving by in the freeway, 
Uh, swing through. They're just a couple of blocks north of I-94 on Southtown Drive. Say hey to Eric and Julia. Uh, Julie, tell them the coffee, uh, the Garage Logic podcast sent you and the Krabby Coffee Shop. Where'd he go? He just walked out. No, we're not taking a break because the bit isn't done. Second part of this bit. Oh, let's do more. Is help for the dumb among us. Okay. And it's actually not from a dumb person at all. It's from a very smart person, somebody I made reference to last week, uh, Sam. I met him at the Minnesota State Fair, and he told me about the critter problem that they're having around his house, and he's unfamiliar with firearms. Ooh. So he doesn't know what to do. He sent me a, uh, he sent me a uh, um, email. Hey, Kenny, how are you? Uh, <laughs> the first Thursday of the fair, the mistress and I, his girlfriend Ooh. is called the mistress. He says, nothing unscrupulous here. My lady, the uh, mistress, is uh, the mistress of Burdock Hollow. Uh, they, we, they chatted uh, to me about their critter problem. Trash pandas, grinders. You guys know what a grinder is? No. It's a possum. Ooh. Skunks and rats scavenge the outbuildings for barn food, cat, mm-hmm. horse, and cow grain, and goose corn. It's been fun uh, hearing you talk about us on the ads. Uh, Anyway, the other night, oh, listen to this. The other night, the mistress and I were on the kissing couch watching the dad channel. You guys know what the dad channel is? It's TCM, the movie channel. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're on the couch watching this, and all of a sudden, (laughs) they could smell it. A skunk walked by and released a little bit. And it took them a couple of days to get the stink of skunk out of their house. Now, the question they're asking us, Joe, welcome back. The question yeah, that... Uh, ter- oh, areas? No, um, we're, we're, we're trying to help out a GL or Sam over in Wisconsin. Doesn't know what to do about all the critters that are taking over his property. The, the thing is, he has horses, he has cats, he has dogs, but he also has... Um, trash pandas. You know what a trash panda no. is? That's a raccoon. Grinder. That's an opossum. Yeah. Skunks and rats. And he wants to know how to get rid of them. And it, why are you asking me? I'm a idiot. And he doesn't own a firearm and doesn't know anything about it. And if you recall, last week I was saying, I don't know if a firearm is your best right, choice. Right. I think it is. My wow. advice for you, Sam, is go to uh, go to the Wisconsin DNR. Take your firearm certificate training, learn right. some safety, then call my guys up at DK Mags. Some of these critters you can do what my father-in-law used to do. Uh, bless his heart, what he would do? he would live trap them, and then he would teach them how to swim. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my advice to you. You're going to have to get rid of them. I don't even know if I'd try getting rid of the skunks. Skunks are on buildings. You might just want to leave them alone. No, no. Unless you want to uh, deal with that stink day in and out. Oof. So. Good luck to you, Sam. The Crabby uh, the Coffee Shop is brought to us by thecoffeegrounds.com over in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. You can order the best fresh roasted coffee you've ever had in your whole life. Go to thecoffeegrounds.com, and we thank them. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. Hey, Joe, it's your atheist friend Rob writing to you again. I've been catching up on the podcast and still enjoying them as much as ever. My dog Winston and I have decided together that he will always be called a black lab regardless of progressive thought. He doesn't like the term canine of color. 
Your August 5 podcast really caught my attention, and I listened to it several times because it gave me great pause. You and the boys are having a lengthy discussion about gun rights and what we could do about the horrid number of mass shootings in the U.S. that seem to have no sign of letting up. I've given a lot of thought to this in the last few years as well, especially as my youngest child is nine. I concern myself with her safety and well-being every day as any father should. One of the good things that really keeps me up, one of the things that really keeps me up at night these days is the seemingly endless, I'm sorry, seemingly impossible task of having any idea as to when and where it will happen next. My daughter and her mom could very well be at a Target or a grocery store and tragedy could strike. I agree with your reasoning involving moral decline. I've organized it in my head to three basic issues. One, the moral compass of too many people is way off base. Two, there is absolutely no respect for human life anymore. Three, personal accountability and responsibility are novel ideas of past generations. When I was very young, growing up in rural Minnesota in the 70s, I was introduced to guns the traditional way. I took hunting trips with my dad and uncles, enjoying trap shooting on our property and similar activities. I never picked up the passion for hunting, so as I grew older, my interest in guns stopped. I have no issue with hunting. It just wasn't for me. With all that is happening now, I'm pondering the idea of legally purchasing a handgun and have recently taken the required courses and submitted my application. I hope he's using DK mags. Although I do enjoy target shooting at ranges, I honestly feel a bit sad that the moral climate of the country is driving me to arm myself rather than a pure love of firearms. When I was growing up... Yeah, that's the truth right there. Right. Many of us were uh, picked on in school, and none of us, not once, thought of violent retaliation. I have had bad days at work like anyone else, and the thought of bringing a weapon to do harm has never crossed my mind, nor would it. As you say, Joe, there is this bizarre sense of entitled outrage gripping our people, many of them younger. It is as if they believe they have not only have the right to not be offended at the drop of a pin, but they have the right to vindicate themselves by any means necessary. My grandfather would have shaken his head and said, this is the beginning of the end. I'm also stymied as to a solution. As Kenny states, the only effective law may be a complete ban, which would never work. All these laws seem retroactive anyway. We are trying to stop a person's access to gun when the mental damage and erosion of character may have started many years ago. To make the decision to do violence means you've crossed a very clear line. We have, have to we have to figure out a way to approach that line. I believe it begin to never approach that line. I believe it begins at home. I'm convinced it is the moral compass. While I don't rely on faith to promote that, I believe I have a solid compass direction, and I try every day to instill that direction in my children, even the ones who are adults. I truly believe the only legacy worth having for me is the success of raising children who strive to be good and useful rather than important. Keep pushing back. I believe your phrase, good luck, has never been more needed. Your loyal listener, Rob. Hmm. Pretty good. Our legacy is our moral character. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. And mm-hmm. he's right and made a lot of good points. Uh, hail the flashlight king. Hail you. A longtime listener and recent attendee at the Friday State Fair Live podcast. While that event was certainly the highlight of my day, it was certainly one of my GL. It, it, it was only one of many GL experiences. Before heading to the fairgrounds, I made a grund run to stock the fridge for the Labor Day weekend. Just before arriving, I was walking uh, at one of the. Uh, I was waiting at one of the Hugo stoplights, and uh, to my surprise, I witnessed. Uh, What you later told me was a ray of hope. I remember talking to this guy at the fair. Three young boys out on their bikes, wearing ball caps, bill forward, waiting in the crosswalk for the white male-dominated pedestrian light, (laughs) each carrying a fishing pole. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah. 
Uh, my final GL experience from that day is what what now requires a ruling from the mayor. Being very familiar with the 48-hour rule, I wouldn't normally need to make this request, but it's rather nuanced. After leaving the fair podcast, I drove my scooter to a local bike shop to look for a new riding jacket. My hunt was successful, and upon returning home, I proudly hung the new item in its normal and fully exposed place. So good so far. Approximately 18 hours later, we left our house and headed to the cabin. And yes, as you'd expect with the holiday, we would not return until three days later. To be honest, I pondered often throughout the weekend as I piloted my fossil fuel burning boat and operated my pressure washer as originally intended by its creator as opposed to current cultural cultural form of pressure washing. In the end, I decided to simply wait and see what transpired when we got home. True to form, while unloading from the weekend, the bride noticed the new jacket, and yes, it was approximately one hour after arriving home. So how do I calculate the timing? Mm -hmm. Did she indeed spot it within 19 hours, 18 pre, one post-holiday, requiring me to acknowledge the recent expenditure, or was her noticing well beyond 48 hours, uh, allowing me to claim that old thing? Hope you can use one of your many flashlights to shed some light on this shadowy 48-hour nuance. Good luck. I say he gets to say, that thing's been around here for ages. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember yeah. when it got here. Yeah, it's, it's been around there for well, ages. That's four, my ruling. Four days. It's not his fault they had to go to the cabin. Right. Uh, and I got a note from uh, Jeffrey Schmitz in Uppsala, well, Sweden. Why don't you re-explain the 48 hours for uh, rule for us? A 48-hour rule is uh, usually in the, it's usually involves the acquisition of things of a kind. Golf clubs, outboard motors, lawnmowers, snowmobiles, whatever. Fun stuff. Usually, yeah, fun stuff. And usually the smaller, the better. A scooter and from EcoFun. Scooter from EcoFun. You buy it. Maybe you have a couple scooters. There you go. And so you put it in line with the other ones. You can't hide it. You can't obscure it in any way. You right. have to be upfront with the you just position it in there. If it goes unnoticed for 48 hours, but upon the 49th hour, you're confronted about it, you get to say, what are you talking about? That thing's been in here forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the 48-hour rule. Boom. I've got stuff I've had for two years. She still doesn't know. And that is not to be confused. Then you're, you've passed. Yeah. And that's not to be confused with gold fishing, correct? Gold fishing is when you, uh, when you want a new snowmobile and you know you'd be in big trouble for it, and your snowmobile is, is yellow, mm-hmm. you merely go get another yellow one and replace <laughs> the old yellow one. That's gold fishing. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's different. That's different. I, I think that's the first time I've heard this. Oh, yeah. And I've, I've done it my whole Because Joe's right. There was a guy, he emailed, I think he bought a skidoo, oh, a brand new skidoo, a yellow funny. skidoo snowmobile. Right. And that's always, well, it's goldfish. He got away with it by just replacing color for color. <laughs> oh, we got a genius. great note uh, all the way from Sweden from Jeffrey Schmitz, who's coming next year to the ferry. Missed it this year. Uh, we've had emails from his wife before. Uh, uh, he's going to make a trip to Grunhofer. So, you know what? Spencer's going to get a, uh, somebody to sign the sheet who's heard about him on the podcast right. who's living in Sweden. I'm talking about Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. Slider patties, rookie burger, ribeye burger, combo pack, incredible chicken brats, beef brats, and that beautiful lineup of 130 different flavors of pork brats that you do not Mm. boil. They go to the grill for your grilling brackets and uh, bacon, ham, all steaks, seafood. Custom cut bacon. This is the meat capital of garage logic Double smoked ham glers are meeting each other there spencer just awarded a gift certificate to the 1500th 1500th person who signed the uh, uh the sheet and uh that was a great gift those kids are going to walk out of there with some 
with a lot of meat from Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meat Market at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. You can't miss it. I have the tag. Mm -hmm. No distance too far. Uppsala, Minnesota. Uppsala, Sweden. No distance too far to travel. Is there an Uppsala, Minnesota? I am so ashamed of you. Oh, my God. I know my state pretty well. I don't know Uppsala, Minnesota. Oh, my God. Where is it? That's Kenny's country. Move along. All right. (laughs) I'm just saddened by you some days. The Minnesota Supreme Court says parents who defame their children's public high school coaches don't have legal protection against their claims. The high court ruled Wednesday the coaches are not public officials, so they have a lower bar to prove any defamation case. According to the Star Tribune, the court's decision involves former Woodbury High School girls basketball coach Nathan McGuire. Two parents complained to the state education officials that McGuire was mistreating his players, and one said he had been in jail and that he was stealing funds. McGuire filed a defamation lawsuit against the parents, which a district court dismissed on grounds that he as a coach was a public official and failed to prove the parents recklessly made a false report. An appeals court upheld the lower court, but the Supreme Court reversed the decision. Mm. So I take it uh, that this uh, poor coach, Nathan McGuire, was uh, never in jail, never mistreated people, and never stole any funds. But these spoiled parents acting on behalf of their spoiled kids. Yes, uh, you at the end? What's happening right now with high school sports, you're already starting to see it. This is not a town ball story, I I promise. I was going to warn you. There's such a shortage right now of umpiring. You're going to see it with coaching next. Because no. people are just so fed up with tired dealing. of taking it. They're tired of taking it. They're tired of dealing with parents, and the trade-off's not worth it anymore. Well, what's the pay for an umpire? I mean, it can't be much. They u- usually get about a hundred bucks, hundred twenty-five bucks for a game for nine innings. Yeah, yeah, make that five. I'll think about well, it. That's just it. And, and most guys would do it just because they want to be connected to the game. Sure, sure. Which and a lot of them, by the way, listen to us because mm-hmm. I run into them when I when I do my games. Yeah, but we're seeing coaches now that are saying, "To hell with it. I don't want to do this anymore." Rookie, didn't you want to? Your daughters have a run-in with a good friend of ours that was refing a college, oh, or, yeah. or refing a hockey game, a high, high school? school hockey game. Was it Sophia uh, or, it was, or it Mac? Was, it was Mac. That was in uh, that was association. Uh, he was gonna he was gonna <laughs> kick her out of the game because she wouldn't uh, put her microphone in. Her, her, I'm sorry, her mouth guard in. And, and, he, and he, worked, knew he was. He f- works here and he's a great guy. <laughs> yes. He's a friend of ours. Yes, he works upstairs. <laughs> And he was going to kick her out of the game because she she had strep throat, but she was still playing, and she didn't want to put her mouth guard in. But he's like, McLaren, I'm going to kick you out of here. I'm sorry. I see your dad sitting right over there. I'm going to make this easy on me. Well, she ever put it in? Yeah, of course. She listened. But he caught her twice without it. He said the third time, i got to do this. And well, now I can she's do some, a teacher now. Yeah. So now she's, she's, now she's full in circle. <laughs> I can do some linking if you want. Please. Yeah, do Let's it. go. Well, what we're describing here, uh, again, is a part of the decline of moral and ethical integrity. Yep. It's widespread across many dynamics. And accountability. And what you're discovering are, you know, we get the stories five times a year about the parents who sue because their kid didn't make the cheerleading team or the... Or the kids who uh, uh, make outrageous claims and the parents who uh, who accommodate their kids by supporting them even when they make outrageous claims. And, man, uh, when I was coming up, that that never even was in the realm of possibility. No, your dad would have said, listen to your coach. That's well, plus exactly parents what didn't hang around. The parents weren't at practices. The, mm-hmm. I, was, I was amazed if the old man might have showed up at a game. But part of this, especially in high school sports, is the dangling carrot is 
this is the academy. The academy is very expensive. This uh, colleges. Yeah, I never thought I wasn't good enough to worry about that. No, but but some of these parents think that Joey, because he was the superstar in his elementary school and and summer league, has got a chance to get a college scholarship. Yeah. So no. they're they're my old man knew. Yeah, and, and well, I was a lot like you. My old man ran the chains one uh, one night for the football game. Yeah, I've never been so embarrassed oh, yeah. in my life. Yeah. What the hell? Which way do I go? Number Laughter. one, why is he here? Number two, why are they letting him run the chains? <laughs> but the, the mere fact of questioning, well, it just boils down to this: we now routinely see people questioning authority figures. Yes. In fact, a couple of years back, um, I had to talk a parent out of doing that very things and. Mm-hmm. Don't be that guy. Mm-hmm. Just just don't. You're going to make yourself look foolish. I uh, essentially have been, uh, well, banned. Uh, from, <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't even say essentially. I would just say, yes, you have been uh, because, fully uh, banned. But you're giving them the needle, right? I, well, that's the thing. It's See, like I love Roycey. to give them the needle because yeah. I love to go and say, nice eye Cyclops <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, and But they're only fifth and sixth graders, and so... Uh, <laughs> They're just little kids, and their mothers say, oh, my God, he's here again. And then the kid I used to have is assigned to come over to me and say, you better not open your mouth. Just we, shut up. Just we, stay quiet. We have this Hannibal Lecter muzzle for you to yeah. put on. They just roll them in there. Like they roll did. up a gym sock and one day shove I, it in his mouth. One game I got on the ump uh, between innings, uh, I, it, it, it occurred, I'm a bad waiter. Right. And the ump was giving these kids too much warm-up time. I, I said to the kid, hey, come here, come here. Let's keep it going here. Can we keep the game moving along? I want to get home before the news. Yeah, I got stuff to do here. Why are you giving these kids five minutes between half innings? And uh, I, I, I was told that to was leave. Resistance. I was told to leave that game. Yeah. So. Were you, was it you or was it Roycey that said the number one goal of youth sports? Hydration. Right. That's yeah. Patrick, I think. <laughs> Everybody's got to have the water break. He's been running photos of one of his grandkids on his Twitter account, essentially mocking him for yeah. the kid for being so slight. Right. I, I mean, the kid's about like 40 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Is he in Boston still? I think so. Don't you? He saw the game last night and he said he was coming home today. Oh. Do you have him on Fridays? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Reavers will take care of that, won't he? Yeah. All right. We'll line that up. All right, GLers, we'll see you tomorrow. Well, let's, let me just tell you this stuff. You Get failed. the Fratelloni's if you need anything, by the way. Well, Rook's got to tell us about uh, Jack's Cafe. If you fail oh. the 48-hour rule, yeah. if you really blow it, you're probably going to want to take her out to a nice place. Perfect. Yep. And where else are you going to go than Jack's I'm Cafe? I'm going to Jack's. Jack's Cafe. It is a just a treasure, a third-generation treasure in northeast Minneapolis. And I want to tell you, if you are going with your gal, ask about the rookie date night menu. You have to ask about this because it is not on the menu. They got a special menu? They have a special menu, just like Spencer's. Oh, I love this. It's the VIP. It's 99 per couple. First course, Jack's famous crab rolls, pierogies. Mm. Second course, house salad. Third course, you can choose between prime ribs, salmon, pan roasted chicken breast, or butternut squash. Matthew, they got to do it my way. Get the waitress in close. Hey, hey, hey. Let me ask you about the rookie special yeah. and really make a big deal out of being secret. Give me half side. Give me the left side of the left menu and a diet coke. <laughs> but they got everything. You got bread pudding and you got a choice of a bottle of wine, all for you and your gal for ninety nine dollars. Why would you choose Jack's Cafe? Well, because Jack's Cafe has been a third 
generation family that has done a wonderful job providing not only great meals, but also great private dining. So if you have your office party, maybe you're going to have the Christmas party, whatever the case may be, from 25 to 300, they have special rooms. Don't forget about the patio out back. Perfect time for the patio yes, right now. Yes, it's perfect. Yep. It, they do a wonderful job with the seasons. And remember, Is there it's, a waterfall back there? Why do I? Why am I remembering so a waterfall? Pond, there's, a right? water, there's a little waterfall. There's a trout pond where you can catch your own trout. Oh, yeah. And the cocktails, I've sampled them. Second to none. They're located on 1920 University Avenue Northeast, right at 19th Avenue Northeast. So it's Northeast Minneapolis. Check them out online, Jack's Cafe, J-A-X-C-A-F-E.com. And tell Billy over there that you heard it on Garage Logic. For you and your gal, after you blow the 48-hour rule, it's Jack's Cafe. And ask about that rookie night menu. Nice. I'm hungry now, guys. I am too. All right, let's go to Grand Offers or Jack's Cafe then. Or just go to garagelogic.com and find out everything we've talked about today. When Chris posts it, he'll give you a nice big summary, and you can tell all your friends and family and neighbors about the GL Podcast. It is alive and well. If you'd like to be a sponsor like Jack's Cafe or Grunt Offers or EcoFun Sports, they've got a whole got a whole list of people you can talk to here. Just start out with me, rookie at garagelogic.com. I'll get you into the right hands. What's on Joe's bookshelf? Well, Author's Corner. That's at gl.com. Or you can find out the latest Greg Holcomb creation. He does great cartoons. Thanks, Garage Logicians, for listening to the podcast. GarageLogic.com. We'll catch you next time.